Hi, my name is Leslie Koff, and you have reached the podcast, Breathing Out Stars. You know, it's a complicated week. I'm not going to lie about that. But somehow, somehow there is more light. And in my chest, the strangest sensation, movement, and the color yellow, and a bit of pink. A strange sensation in the middle of my chest, I'll call it hope. Have I mentioned before that hope, hope, hope actually is my middle name? Would I have been able to feel this amazing feeling, this joy, had there not been a first, first a long, long period of darkness? Is light not more visible in the dark? Is not the opening of the tunnel more visible from inside the darkness of that same tunnel? A man and his wife in their 70s, recently elevated in public life in the collective, have had a life sprinkled with so much loss, like most people. When his daughter was an infant, she and her mother were killed in a car crash. And decades later, he lost his adult son to brain cancer. This man and his wife have a quote taped to their bathroom mirror by Kierkegaard that faith sees best in the dark. Sure, faith, you say. Why faith? Faith is so esoteric, you say. It's not even real. It is so untouchable. It is not even real, you say. Well, I am here to tell you that faith is a muscle. It is a muscle like your quads or your biceps or your abs. And for it to work for you like your quads or your biceps or your abs, you have to exercise it. Exercise your faith Give yourself a six-pack of faith. Rabbi Lawrence Kushner wrote many years ago that faith, that hope, that God are like looking at a television screen. Now follow me here. In the olden days, you could just look at a screen. Then there were these knobs on the side that you could adjust. There was a knob you could turn all the way down, a contrast knob. Everything on the screen now looks gray. Now you grab the light knob and you adjust it all the way down until everything looks black. And still you hear sound. Now you adjust the volume all the way down. You're still watching the screen. It is black. There's no picture, no light, no contrast, no sound. But you know it's on. Something is happening and you are still watching that screen anyway. This is how it is with faith and hope and God, as it were. It seems like nothing is there, but we keep watching that screen anyway, despite the fact that we can't see anything or hear anything. We keep watching because something is there. Faith, I say again, sees best in the dark. Faith and hope... They are not about what you see. They are about you, what you do not see. Optimism is faith in the unseen. So I'm having a complicated week and I have this feeling in my chest. There is more light. There's a bit of yellow, of pink, 
of silver, of gold. Yeah, I know, spoken like an artist, but it's hope. How is it that dawn arrives after the darkness of light? Day after day after day, the day renews, the sun comes again. There is this story I learned recently from the Talmud about Adam in winter. You know, the first Adam, primordial Adam, the one we call Adam Kadmon. Adam had only known summer in the Garden of Eden. He had only known long and luxurious days, but as the autumn wore on, the days grew shorter by a tiny little bit every day until it was midwinter, and Adam grieved, grieved how short the day was. The night was so very long. When the sun disappeared and the night wore on and on, Adam began to spiral. Oh, no, he said, it is because of me. I must have sinned greatly, and God has taken away the sun. It is gone. And he cried, and he cried, and he fasted, and he prayed, and Eve cried with him. But after a long night of grief, the sun returned. It appeared on the horizon, bringing warmth and light. Oh, Adam said, oh, okay, I get it now. This is the pattern of things, Adam realized. When the sun sets, we need to remember and have faith that the sun will rise again, that the world again will be bathed in pink and peach and yellow, the colors of hope, which signal the soon arrival of the light. I have a fig tree. I bought it a few years back, and I keep it in the house. It was so very, very small at the beginning, just six, seven inches. But despite all odds of being inside, it loves to grow in my home. It has grown so tall that it pushes up against my ceiling and has had to be trimmed several times to keep from breaking. I believe our hope should be like my fig tree. Despite imperfect growing conditions, being inside, of course, all winter, our hope should reach upward and strain against the ceiling. Our hope should push and push through the sheetrock and extend into the attic, out the top of the house, into the heavens. For a fig to reach up through my ceiling, through my roof, that just takes plain old courage, full-hearted, good old-fashioned courage. Yes, it does take courage to hope, courage to have faith, courage to understand when the night is long that the sun will come back. It takes courage to mount a trusty steed, don your helmet, hold up your spear and charge headlong into windmills, like the man of La Mancha, appearing foolish to many but filled with hope and courage. My father, in particular, loved Don Quixote, Miguel Cervantes' character, the man of La Mancha, for despite Don Quixote's mental health challenges, he continued for so many to be a symbol of optimism and idealism. Dr. Jonas Salk, inventor of the polio vaccine, was known to have said, hope lies in dreams and imagination and in the courage to dare to make dreams into reality. The author, Alice Walker, has written a piece which I'd like to share with you, Hope is a woman who has lost her fear. Here it goes. In our despair that justice is slow, we sit with heads bowed. 
wonders how even whether we will ever be healed. Perhaps it is only a question, only the ravaged, the violated seriously ask, and is that not now almost all of us? But hope, hope is on the way. As usual, hope is a woman hurting her children around her, all she retains of who she was as usual, except for her kids. She has lost almost everything. Hope is a woman who has lost her fear. Along with her home, her employment, her parents, her olive trees and her grapes, the peace of independence, the reassuring noises of ordinary neighbors. Hope rises. She always does. Did we fail to notice this in all the stories they've tried to suppress? Hope rises and she puts on her same unfashionable threadbare cloak. And penniless, she flings herself against the cold, polished, protective chainmail of the very powerful, the very rich chainmail that mimics suspiciously silver coins and lizard scales. And all she has to fight with is the reality of what was done to her, to her country, her people her children, her home. All she has is, as armor is what she has learned must never be done, not in the name of war and especially never in the name of peace. Hope is the teacher with the toughest homework. Our assignment to grasp what has never been breathed in our stolen empire on the hill, that without justice, we will never be healed. That was from Alice Walker. Hope is a woman who has lost her fear. After a long, long night, the sun will rise again. Day after day after day, it renews because that is the pattern of things. And this is Leslie Koff, and you've been listening to Breathing Out Stars. Stars.